Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tefra Jamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Before we dig in, we'd like to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. So, happy Pride Month! Happy Pride! It's always weird celebrating Pride in Montreal because we do our Pride stuff here in August, but like, I mean, and also in June. Every month is Pride Month in Montreal. It's true. This city'd be hella gay, you know? (laughs) It's Pride Month, and so we thought to celebrate Pride Month, we're going to do an episode about gay food. But before we do that, we're going to just check in, see how everyone's doing. Talk yeah. about how, you know, the two queer hosts of this show are doing. Honestly. You know, we're both queer, so every piece of content we make is pride content. Amen. <laughs> so, Tom, on a scale of zero to ten, how gay are you feeling right this minute? Right this minute? Like a three, honestly. Really? Just a three? Yeah. I, I've got a tummy full of grilled meats. Mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Gays are really, never like, tired. Haven't really, like, looked at any, like attractive men today really fair enough you know fair enough. <laughs> that's, that's kind of where i'm at i'm like uh, i could get there today how about you oh you know i'm always feeling gay a committal answer folks. a committal answer how i'm just like not on the scale of one to ten i am kind of like a four fe- of feeling generally mm-hmm. not a kinsey four just of a like how how feeling are you? Mm-hmm. I'm at like four right now. But, you know, it is Pride Month and I did like work on refinishing some furniture today. Yeah. I used my power tools. Mm-hmm. I wore cargo shorts. Uh, so, you know, I'd say I'm say I'm feeling pretty solidly gay for Pride Month. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. 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 On a on a scale of one to ten, how satisfying was this week for you food wise? Yeah. Not. No. All I have wanted all week is steak. (laughs) Mm. I haven't had steak. (laughs) Yeah, that's decidedly something we didn't have this week, eh? Yeah. That's too bad. And I think every day this week I was like, oh, I would like to have a steak. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I finished my iron supplements yesterday and I didn't have any today. So like the the craving for steak is increasing. Oh, yeah. Of course. You need blood. Yeah. I need (laughs) to just... I mean, we had ice cream sandwiches. That was pretty satisfying. Yeah. I'm, I am enjoying ice cream sandwich season. Uh, and I did actually, you know what was a really nice food experience I had this week that I haven't even told you about? Mm-hmm. Is that I had my first peach of the summer. Oh, where's the bell? We got to ring the bell. It's a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. Having my first peach of the summer. Uh, it's momentous. Yeah. yeah. I walked through in the grocery store and smelled peaches and was like, okay, if I smell peaches, that means there's a peach worth eating in here. There you go. Uh, and I found the peach worth eating mm-hmm. and I bought it and I ate it 
And I got to tell you, I think we're going to have a good peach season. Going to be a good peach year? It was, it was, I would say as peaches go, it was like a solid 7.5 out of 10. That's not bad. Yeah, really not bad. It That's was pretty like, gay peach. The texture was great. The juiciness, sublime. The skin was not too fuzzy. And the skin itself was very sweet and very flavorful. The mm. only place I'm dinging points is that the flesh itself could have been more flavorful. Okay, okay. Um, so it was really like like I'm saying, like seven point five, like real solid, like yeah. like pretty close. That's a solid peach. Yeah, it was yeah. a solid peach. So uh happy happy to have had that experience. Yeah, no kidding. How about you, Tom? Uh not a bad week for me food wise. Um we had a chance to go to a pizza place for a date that we we don't go on oh, dates. That I forgot often, that know? was this week. It was this there week was a, tr- a really long week. Very satisfying food experience at that restaurant. Are you gonna talk about it? That you know little what? entree we had? The entree hit you harder than it hit me, I think. For oh. me, the, the overall experience of getting to go out and that just was, have dinner, the two of us. That was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah, t- let's talk about the entree because it was nice. So remind me what it was called because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a mozzarella dish, but like um, a stracciatella mozzarella. Stracciatella so like the, mozzarella, the, there we go. The stretchy one. <laughs> So you get the like strands of mozzarella and there was like uh, olive oil and I think balsamic on it. Oh, I mean, I can explain this. I just needed the name. I didn't know what the name of the cheese was. The best way I can describe this is it's like if pasta was cheese. Mm. And I would just like to ask why people are making pasta out of anything that's not cheese. Like if you don't want to eat gluten, just get yourself some stracciatella mozzarella because... It was like eating a bowl full of noodles made of fresh mozzarella, which yeah. is an experience I could have again and again. Yeah. Um, and it, they were drizzled with a sauce, like you said, like I think it was a nice balsamic and mm-hmm. oil and some herbs, uh, definitely some basil in there. Mm-hmm. And then just the most sensual whole fig on top. Yeah. Uh, and, and a little piece of toasted bread on the side, mm-hmm. which like honestly, like I used them, but like I, I would have been happy just diving face first into that bowl and slurping it up that's interesting because i felt like it needed more bread i know i know maybe i should have just eaten your bread and let you eat no no i didn't want you to eat my bread okay i'm just saying like it was really good sure yeah yeah. (laughs) it's really good but i think it needed the bread whereas you don't think it did no i don't think it did the bread was good though yeah. Like it would have been lacking without the bread. It would okay. have been if it, there was no bread. I would have been like, "Why is there no bread?" Okay, okay. But like, also, it was so damn good. <laughs> it was so damn good. You would have still eaten it. Yeah, just, it was yeah. like a heavenly. It was a heavenly experience. It was, it was a revelation for me. <laughs> I just forgot that was this week. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I think uh, that that was a big one for me this week. Yeah, I think yeah. just getting to go out, getting to have pizza at a restaurant. And a little appy and a little, speaking of peaches, I had like a peach melon iced tea. That was good. It was really good. And that kicked off having peach iced tea at home a lot. Yeah, we had a lot of peach iced tea this week. Big week for peaches. We tried peach Twizzlers too. I got my peaches down in Georgia. Actually, I'm pretty devoted to Ontario peaches. Fair enough. Yeah. Peaches, I love you, to say the least. We also watched the Mario movie like a non-zero number of times this you week. Know? A non-one number of times this week. It's, it holds up. It's pretty solid. It's a good movie. I really, like, I went into it with low expectations. Yeah. And, and they were exceeded. They were slightly exceeded. Yeah. I would say they were pretty solidly exceeded. Yeah. I mean, I love Jack Black. Like, yeah. if something has Jack Black in it, I'm going to be like, yes. Yeah. I'm not used to Jack Black having graduated from Toad characters to Bowser characters. Mm. But it was excellent. The thing that I find interesting about the Mario movie is comparing it with the Sonic movie. Yes. Because they did, they like had 
the potential to do identical things, basically. But they're different They things. did it so differently. Different things. And the one thing where I think, like, the Sonic movie did it better is the casting for, yeah. for Sonic is great. Ben Schwartz can do no wrong, does a good Sonic voice, whatever, really, like, embody the character. I didn't hate Chris Pratt's Mario. It just didn't feel quite right, you know? I mean, I'm pretty anti-Chris Pratt right now because, yeah. like, of the news with Elliot Page that came out. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, no, what happened? Oh, just that, like, Chris Pratt in the past, like, really, really horribly and homophobically like oh attacked Elliot Page okay. uh, in like this was even like pre-transition when when he was just out as gay right uh yeah you can look it up I'm not right. gonna put the details because it's really sure. awful and I yeah. want people to be able to opt out of that but sure. like yeah, yeah. I'm I'm feeling very anti <laughs> yeah Chris Pratt. yeah I mean fair enough Fuck Chris Pratt. I've kind of been solidly on that train for a while now. And, uh, you know, in spite of in spite of that, it was a good movie, you know. And uh, the the thing that I find fun with the Jack Black of it all, and we can get to food in a minute, is that where the Sonic movie has Jim Carrey just being Jim Carrey physically and not at all embodying Eggman. Like there's no or Robotnik. I don't remember which one he's supposed to be there. There's no there's nothing to that character that really is the Sonic character at its core, yeah. but he's doing a good Jim Carrey job at it. Whereas Jack Black really Jack Black's Bowser and, oh, and yeah. does it in a way that doesn't feel like Jack Black is Bowser. It just yeah. does it in a way that feels like they are the same. Yeah. And that's really fun. Cause I feel yeah. like that's, that's where the Mario movie for me almost beats the Sonic mm-hmm. movie in the villain portrayal yeah. is so much better. And I mean, <laughs> Jack Black is just such a spectacular actor. Yeah. Like anybody who's been listening to my content for the past five years knows. Like I love that man. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I really just huge crush on him. Huge crush on his talent and everything else. Um, and I think that really, really showed. Yeah. Comparing it to the Sonic movie, though, like I feel like the Sonic movie did a blockbuster movie. Yeah. Right. They followed like the formula people have been following for a blockbuster movie. Totally. Is you include live action people you make it a like outside of the cartoon world um and the mario movie did that but differently and to me this movie really felt like a callback to not just original mario games but the the whole like feeling of 90s kids movies sure like it's a tight 90 minutes it's all cartoon (laughs) it's um it feels really classic yeah uh, and despite the fact that they could have pulled in literally any Italian guy oh, off God, the street truly. and they would have done Mario better. Yeah. It's just, it's it's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's that's good. it. Great soundtrack, mostly great voice cast yeah. with one horrible exception and uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Would recommend. Now, speaking of Jack Black, uh, let's talk about gay culture. <laughs> Sure, that's a transition. I don't care if Jack Black is straight. He is gay culture. And like we said before, it is Pride Month, and we decided we wanted to kick it off with an episode uh, about gay food culture. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk a lot about food culture Mm -hmm. on this podcast. You know, we talk about history and culture and fusion and how foods become the emblem of a particular culture. And I think it's really interesting to think about that in Mm -hmm. relation to queer culture because queer culture is a thing it's a Mm -hmm. recognizable thing it's a thing that like when you're in it you see it yeah and 
you know, there's there's a vernacular and there's style and there is gay food culture. Yeah. The way we decided to do this episode mm. uh, in the spirit of queer culture being a thing is we put the question out to you and we mm -hmm. put the question out to our friends who are in the queer community and we said, hey, for you... What is gay food? Yeah. What's the gayest food? What is the food that you're like, hell yeah, I will serve that to my queer friends. Yeah. I didn't go into it with like a specific thought in mind of like what people are going to say in response to this, right? Because like, I don't know, like it's not it's not as easy a question as if I were to ask like a group of Italians like, yeah. hey, what's <laughs> like the most Italian food? Or like a group of like New Yorkers like, hey, what foods define New York? You yeah. know, it's, it's a little broader and I think Part of that is that the queer community is also broad, right? Yeah. And that makes it really difficult, like, globally, too, right? Yeah, Where, I mean, talk about a diaspora. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, right? It's like, you know, British gays are going to have different food culture than American gays and, and like, you know, Asian gays and, and African gays. Like, there's, yeah. there's gays all over the world eating foods. There's gays everywhere. They're everywhere. Oh, my God. Space gays. They're everywhere. Underwater gays. They're everywhere. Video game gays. They're everywhere. The male gays. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we did get a couple of, like, common threads among the people that we asked. So this I found really interesting because <laughs> when we when we decided to float this as, like, a way of producing an episode, yeah, I was like, this is either really going to work and, like, people are going to be like, oh, this, absolutely. Or everybody is going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Right, yeah. Um, and I'm really delighted to say that it went the first way yeah. rather than the, like, crickets way. And I'm not surprised mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, because, you know, when we talk about food culture, it's the food that we gather together and eat. And one food that came up, this is uh, from Bailey, former former host of uh, the Yeah podcast, member of the Podcavern, um, said, neither of these are specifically food, but I would say iced coffee and potluck, mm -hmm, which I mm -hmm. thought was really cool because like, how true is that? Yeah. Like, what do gays do? We 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 bring food. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing, right? Like, we in the past we've done episodes of this show that kind of touch on like gay food culture a little bit. And one thing that's kind of been a common thread is like, yeah, queer culture as it relates to food is very much about like everybody bringing their own thing to the thing mm -hmm. and sharing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yeah, totally a pot like like makes a lot of sense for that right yeah but the iced coffee thing is what i was going to bring up as the one that like i got the most comments from iced coffee about. swept yeah. it iced coffee swept it and i mean i think that means a lot because like it was the gays who were carrying coffee on their backs during munch madness yeah coffee got as far as it did by the power of the gays yeah uh we gotta give it to mm. to our culture for that if there's something a gay loves to do it is caffeinate Yep. And if there is something a gay likes to do even more, it is caffeinate in a cold way. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I think that, <laughs> that this is interesting. Like, tell me what you think of this. The distinction for me between people who primarily like coffee and people who primarily like iced coffee is that people who primarily like coffee are less stressed than people who primarily like iced coffee in terms of like general anxiety about the world and need to like get a get around and get shit done so here's my here's my theory on that yeah with iced coffee you can drink it faster hot mm. coffee you have to like blow on it sip it a little bit, 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 bit. iced coffee you can just 
chug it. Not right. to mention, like, cold brew has more caffeine per ounce. But, sure. like, you, okay, so you chug the cold brew mm-hmm. or you chug the iced coffee. I like cold brew. You chug the iced coffee and then you have the little cup with the ice cubes in it and you can just, like, shake it around, shake it around, shake it around, shake it around. And um, that's a very, like, anxious thing to do. And then you, like, yeah. you shake, 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 and then you go <laughs> to see if the last dregs have, like, a little bit of coffee in them. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is, that's what it is. It is, yes, it is a more anxious, more nervous way to drink coffee. And you know, what we love as queers is to be extra yeah well and and i think that a thing that comes really naturally to a lot of us is anxiety and nervousness and and walking really fast and you don't want to walk really fast if you have a hot (laughs) coffee you know what happens if you walk really fast with a hot coffee spill yeah you squeeze it too hard somebody bumps you there's like a physics thing to that you know where where coffee splashes more easily in motion than like other kinds of drinks because of the heat factor i think really i don't remember some nerd explained it to me once but it's real okay yeah yeah yeah. so like i mean my theory is just the ice cubes form a barrier and keep it in place that might be real yeah also um ice is definitely real i'm i'm not a physicist but I can say with great certainty that ice is real. You heard it here first, folks. We're pushing the pro-ice agenda in 2023. Now, I think the other aspect of this, uh, like I said, cold brew has higher caffeine per capita <laughs> than uh, than hot than other brewed coffee because it sits <laughs> in its own filth for longer. Yeah. Queerness is correlated to neurodivergence. <laughs> and a large portion of neurodivergence is ADHD and ADD. <laughs> and people with ADD and ADHD have a superpower when it comes to stimulus. Mm. I believe we talked about this in Munch Madness and I can't remember who it was with, but I remember having that conversation and me being like, oh my God, same. (laughs) Like I, people are like, I can't drink coffee after three or I don't sleep. I'm like, I can drink espresso at bedtime. I can drink coffee like water. I will, it will never interrupt my sleep. What I've heard a lot uh, is that the, the way you know if you have ADHD is if you've ever done coke and it didn't make you go off the rails it just made you really focused you probably have ADHD <laughs> um, because that's essentially what ADHD meds are right, is yeah. just like speed so for some of us we're self-medicating because we don't have access to healthcare because we're queer and nobody's mm. actually people will just be like you're too gay to diagnose I'm sorry mm. um, or you're too traumatized because we're all fucking traumatized uh, so we self-medicate and you have to self-medicate quickly Believe it or not, I have not had coffee since this morning. I'm just, this is just how happy I get thinking about iced coffee. The only thing we've been drinking this afternoon is bubbly, ice cold oh. bubbly drinks. Okay, so like I'm getting, I, I realized today that I'm a grown up. Sure. We were having some friends over for a barbecue, first barbecue of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I went across the street to get paper towels and also grab some drinks because we don't really have anything. Mm-hmm. We're a sober household, mm-hmm. so I was looking for like humble break, both kid friendly and grown up friendly, and alcohol free. And I'm looking at all the sodas, and I'm just like, yes, both kid friendly and alcohol free. <laughs> yeah, Shut you your mouth. <laughs> so I'm looking around the dap. I'm like, eh, none of the sodas really looking appealing. I almost left with nothing, and then by the door. I saw a stack of bubbly, of sparkling water with, you know, sparkling water that a fruit sneezed on uh, by Michael Buble. And it was two for 14 bucks for cases. And I was like, yes. Yeah. It was like the sun came out from behind the clouds. I was like, that is what I want. And then I was like, I am in my 30s, bro. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think sparkling water is also gay, honestly. I was going to say sparkling water is one of those things that to me, like, also really like reads as queer it can read as queer or it can just be like white girl 
stuff like it can be queer or it can be bougie kind of the same mm. way brunch can brunch came up also in this yeah like I, mean, I think <laughs> i think things that a wealthy white woman might enjoy overlap quite a lot with the food of the queer culture well and i think that that has something to do with queer culture being very animated and like a little bit like camp a little bit and liking the stuff that is kind of opulent and is a little bit extravagant right liking markers of wealth yeah that we cannot access yeah and and liking the markers of wealth that are not actually that hard to access but that are still like for whatever reason associated with like the upper class right yeah exactly yeah exactly which like avocado toast iced coffee there's also an element of camp to like embracing the things that older generations or more privileged people sort of scorn sure because there's definitely that attitude of like how dare you enjoy things before you're wealthy Mm, sure like (laughs) how dare you enjoy markers of status that you don't hold right uh, and so there's something really like liberating and celebratory and campy about being like, yeah, I'm having brunch. I'm, I'm having brunch and I'm drinking my buble and I'm going to, you know, have a $7 iced coffee. Right. You got to ask for light ice. If you ask for light ice, you get more of the good, good. Mm, pro tips. Pro tips. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? Like it's a lot of gay food and gay food culture is around sharing. And the other half of gay food culture is around, like, kind of flaunting a little bit. I mean, camp. I think you said it exactly right. It's camp. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is, like, another side to the queer food culture conversation that came up when we asked people about it. There was another clear strain within it, which I think is fun. Now we're going to go back to refinishing furniture and wearing cargo shorts. Uh, The sapphics have a subset of this culture um and the two things that came up just prominently prominently among the sapphics uh were hummus and fruit sure uh this is what this is what lesbians like lesbians like hummus and fruit i know what girls want Mm -hmm. so hummus i mean i feel like self-explanatory so many people are just vegan hippies Mm. uh who are making hummus in their food processor that's a really important part of like the history of the lesbian movement even Mm -hmm. is like the 60s 70s like hippie feminist lesbians doing their thing right and so i think that's worth honoring also like hummus Mm -hmm. is good yeah totally uh very tasty other thing that came up was fruit and when fruit came up when lesbians talk about fruit (laughs) this may be the most gay thing about me um when lesbians talk about fruit they're not just talking about fruit like when a lesbian talks about ripe fruit they are talking about sex Mm. and this has this was made more and less explicit in the conversations i had around it sometimes uh usually extremely explicit and and i'm just going to imagine that you guys can um draw those lines for yourself uh and i don't have to go into all of the explicit details on Mm -hmm. the podcast um but you can just google like cross-section of a stone fruit or cross-section of any fruit really i mean you could just get it have you ever seen a sexual health campaign because people are just doing things i mean watch fucking like the watermelon sugar video from harry styles like look up the grapefruit (laughs) technique no don't don't do that don't do that that's not sapphic that's just mean the two that came to mind were uh or that came prominently to light were uh a ripe fig Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i quote 
eating a perfectly ripe fig is an experience akin to oral sex. And the other one was a ripe mango. And the comment affixed to that one is something that I, 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 this show gets risque, but I'm not sure I can actually, I'm not sure I can actually take it that far. Wait, I don't know if I saw this one. Uh, No, this was recounted to me in a conversation. Oh, okay. But it was really uh, lush, shall we say. So, yeah, ripe mangoes, ripe figs. I also heard strawberries are extremely sapphic. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, mm-hmm. it's Pride Month. Mm-hmm. We just had an episode on strawberries. It's true, we did. And we just had a merch drop. Oh, snippety snap. So if you want to be sapphic and support our show and also rep the best ice cream, um, click the link in our bio and head to the merch shop and get yourself a strawby dobby hoggy doggy merch. Uh, we have t-shirts, but honestly, like I designed it with t-shirts in mind, but honestly, as soon as I saw it on hats, it's cute on hats. It looks real good on hats. Yeah. There's a cute little bucket hat if you want to have a little strawby dobby hoggy doggy bucket hat. So the profits from our merch uh, supports our show directly, supports our network directly. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, hit that link. Get yourself some strawberries and celebrate pride. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, just shout out to Teffer one time for the fantastic work on this merch design because uh you you were just staring at your phone for a hot minute last night while i was playing video games and uh and then you turned it to me and i wasn't wearing my glasses at the time so i didn't get the full effect until just now when i'm seeing it on our merch (laughs) store website while talking and uh it looks so fucking good guys you gotta you gotta go buy yourself some strawby bobby hoggy doggy appreciate with me that as you scroll through the merch page uh a bunch of the you know, shirts are being modeled by just jacked men also, mm-hmm. uh, which feels extra right to me for a design like this. I really appreciate the t-shirt one, Strabby Bobby Huggy Doggy. That's the pink one. So it looks so cute on a pink shirt, first of all. Yes. And it's just like a like a big beardy, scruffy, like gay looking dude. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. that's correct. As it should that's be. Correct. That's as it should be. Yeah. Uh, we got it on onesies. Put it on your babies. We got yeah. it on tie-dye t-shirts. Put it on your dad. We got it on bucket hats. Put it on your Gen Z friends. We got it on trucker hats. Put it on your neighbor. There's stickers. Yeah. Put it on your neighborhood. You could you could get stickers of this and slap them all over your neighborhood and your neighbors will have no idea what's happening and it'll be really fun for me. But then they'll probably go to our uh, social media because we got the handle on there. That's true. We so do. do it. Little gorilla marketing, baby. Hell yeah. Stick it on a gorilla. Do it. Put a sticker on a gorilla. Put a sticker on a gorilla. Hey, you know, you can get a mug that says Strabby Bobby Hoggy Doggy. And then you can eat your Strabby Bobby Hoggy Doggy out of it. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Oh, I didn't even think about putting ice cream in a mug, but that's a great idea. Yeah, they didn't have bowls. I like it. On that note, how about we hop into the mid-roll and tell the folks at home about some other ways they can support us. Let's do it. If you're enjoying the show so far and what's not to enjoy, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend, maybe your gayest friend. Share this episode with the biggest queen in your life. Share this episode with the biggest bigot in your life. For every new rating and review we get during the month of June, we'll be donating to, I refuse to say, John. (laughs) We'll be donating $2 to the Deepa. I just sprayed my bubbly. (laughs) <laughs> for every new rating and review we get during the mo- <laughs> during the month of Jen, we'll be donating two dollars to the depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every one dollar into three dollars worth of food for a family in need. Uh, so by doing the simple free act of leaving and rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating. Do- they're functionally. You're fun. 
You're fun. You're fun. By doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. That's like a latte or an avocado toast. In what world are avocado toasts that cheap? Uh, fair point. Um, but actually, it's a lot of lentils or chickpeas or hummus. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. Also, if you can turn zero into six some other way, tell me about it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Hey, you know what else is gay? Patreon. Hell yeah. Patreon is a crowdfunding website that lets listeners like you work directly with creators like us to uh, collaborate and bring something to the table together in the form of giving us money so that we can continue to make our show and make it better and better while uh, removing some of the stress factors in our life like financial insecurity and instability. Uh, And um, (laughs) donating to our ice cream fund. Yeah, frankly. You want to keep us in the Stravi? Give us a dobby. We're currently trying to get our Patreon support to $50 a month in donations. I think we're at like 37 or 38 right now. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. You could give 12 and we'd be there, basically. Or you you and some friends could give like a few bucks each, whatever. Uh, when we get to 50, we're going to be launching the No Bad Food Recipe Club, where every month we're going to post new recipes for you to try out and share with your friends and family, which is a great way to, you know, feel plugged into this community. For uh, the price of one pint of Strabi Dabi per month, mm-hmm. you could get us to that goal and have the Recipe Club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in addition to Recipe Club access, you also get to request topics for episodes of the show, and you get exclusive access to our Discord server, uh, where we ping people for potential guest spots, and we talk about upcoming episodes, and we, you know, break down past episodes and, and we, we like just break down we break we down. break down we weep we go on the live we'll break down for you yeah we cry when we have to cry in real life we cry on discord just for <laughs> you uh so if you're not already a member of our patreon what the fuck get in there and join at patreon.com slash no bad food pod today all right let's get back to the show all right we're donning our gay apparel and getting back into the second half of the show here where we're going to talk a little bit more about gay food. But specifically, I wanted to ask you, Teffer, of the stuff that came up in our search for the gayest foods, what resonated hardest with you? And like, what's your sort of ideal version of whatever it was, you know? So, I mean, as people may have caught on, I really like my iced coffee. I got very excited about that. I also wasn't surprised. Like, when we were putting this out there, I was like, people are going to say iced coffee. This is going to be in droves. This is, like, queer culture, right? Yeah. Like, that and walking fast. That's how you, like, spot a gay on the street. So, like... That didn't surprise me. That's something that I feel is accurate. However, the one that made me feel like I went on a journey of self-discovery was fruit. <laughs> because you know I love fruit. I talk about it all the time. Yeah. Like, like the, when we talk about fruit, it's me talking and being like, fuck yeah, fruit. If I could just lie around. I mean, I've said this before. If I could just lie around eating fruit and like some baguette so that my digestion doesn't dissolve all the time... Like, I once ate 12 figs in a row. It was a terrible idea. I suffered for it. But, like, they were in front of me. Yeah. And I had to. What else were you going to do, frankly? With 12 figs in, a, <laughs> in front of me. Um, and so it was just kind of nice to be like, oh, it's because I'm gay. But I also really appreciated that something we've been doing recently is we've been having a lot of potluck brunches. Yeah. And I was like, damn, it's gay. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
How about you? Yeah, I mean, I I think for me, it's the the iced coffee of it all. Like, I as soon as people said iced coffee, I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, like let's do it, let's get iced coffee up in here. I used to think that I needed to start my day with a hot coffee, and then summers happened to me too many times in a row, mm-hmm. like twenty nine times in a row, mm-hmm. even. And now I'm like, you know fuck summer fuck hot in the morning let's get cold up mm-hmm. in here once in a while i think especially once i'm at work there's something really yeah. nice about being able to just like grab a glass of ice and pour a coffee over it and yeah. and just go to town you know yeah yeah I, I think that that for me has been the real kicker and the real kind of like <laughs> lifesaver recently in terms of like helping me get shit done because we've been understaffed and i've been stressed and it's been like okay well do I take five minutes to drink a hot coffee or do I like pour this over ice? Just shoot it back. Yeah. Just suck it through a straw yeah, and just... get on with my day, you know? And and that's... Camelback full of cold brew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get one of those baseball beer hats with the two funnels, you know? <laughs> that said, I would like to highlight briefly what I think is maybe the perfect iced coffee beverage. Do you know where I'm going with this one already? Maybe. Please continue. Uh, This is something that is uh, sold at the store where I work and also at many other Italian uh, establishments in our city and also probably Mm -hmm. around the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is the Cafe Crema. Uh, Now, the Cafe Crema is kind of halfway between like an iced cappuccino and soft serve ice cream in terms of its texture. It's uh, very creamy. It's very caffeinated. It's very good, and uh, it's kind of perfect, especially this time of year when it's, like, miserably hot outside and also inside, Uh, and I love it. It is delicious. (laughs) I do have to say, though, I wouldn't go to Cafe Crema for my, like, it's not a functional caffeination drink. Ooh, disagree. I find it a little snicky snacky treaty, Mm. and, like, if my snicky snacky treaty is caffeinated, so much the better. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like having a little coffee milkshake. Like a little coffee soft serve. To me, it's almost like having a single shot espresso. Mm, okay, okay. Like it's not much yeah. in terms of actual caffeine. But it's home. <laughs> but it's real good and it gets the job done when I just need a quick little burst, mm-hmm. you know? I gotta say, like, I I love me uh, like sweetened milky coffee. I always have milk mm-hmm. in my coffee yeah. because I have heartburn otherwise. Sure. And uh, milk is basic. Coffee is acidic. And the uh, pH just balances a little bit when yeah. you put milk in it. Fun science facts. But like, I mean, when I was in college and not eating nearly enough food, I would just make myself like a really sweet, milky coffee. And that would like get me through the morning. Right. Because like sugar is fantastic. It gets your blood sugar high. Don't replace your breakfast with it. I have been making a point of having a good breakfast every morning. And my God, it makes a difference. But like, yeah. Yeah. A sweet coffee. I, I will not accept any of this like black coffee only nonsense like if that's what you like absolutely more power to you but I just got like a, a, a Facebook memory today um, of a time that I was in a cafe and the guy in front of me was being like why would you put milk in your coffee that just pollutes it that by the way very straight culture very extremely dumb straight culture <laughs> like trying to find purity guidelines anywhere you can very straight culture um and I just like sat there and just vindictively like poured more and more milk into my coffee. <laughs> just like, oh yeah? Oh really? Really? Does this make you uncomfortable? Are you uncomfortable right now? Are you, does this make you feel dirty? 
man, you and I have different reactions to people like that in stores. Because if I heard that, I would just turn to the man directly and say, no one cares what you think about anything. (laughs) And I'd interrupt him when he tried to talk back about it until he got uncomfortable enough to leave. Because I'm real confrontational when people are being rude in stores. I am not. Uh, I am am much more the slow burn. I'm just going to make you feel uncomfortable every time you do this for the rest of your life. Which isn't quite as effective with strangers. Mm -hmm. But if they ever come back, if I ever see that man again. I have no idea what he looked like. I can't remember him at all, except that he was stupid. Sure. Uh, Which, again, like, if you like your coffee black, that is great. Yeah. If you like your coffee black and use that as an excuse to make yourself feel better than everybody else, then I'm going to pour a gallon of milk over your head. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of tack on to that. Pineapple on pizza is a similar situation here where it's like, if you don't like pineapple on your pizza, that's fine. But as soon as you start talking down to people who like pineapple on their pizza, you're a fascist and You're an talking asshole. about my son, so shut your filthy yeah. mouth. Hey, you got a fucking problem with the way Toby likes his pizza? <laughs> Never talk to me or my son ever again. You got a fucking problem with Toby, bro? <laughs> Have Let's you go. seen this child? Let's fucking go, bro. I'll <laughs> shove a whole can of pineapple up your ass. Let's fucking start, bro. It's Pride Month. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, sh- pile pineapple nibs onto my pizza every time I see you while making direct eye contact. Teffer's gonna have the Teffer's type of of aggression is to have the worst pi- pizza experience imaginable by eating, putting a whole pineapple on top of a pizza and eating it while making eye contact with you. Tears pouring down their face as the bristles from the outside of the pineapple scrape their throat, but they're committed to the bit. And I, meanwhile, I'm gonna show you pictures of my son and be like, "You want to fucking tell this?" kid that what he's doing is wrong huh you want to fucking start bro and these two things are gonna be happening simultaneously yeah that's the experience you're gonna have so don't do it is all i'm saying you know no judgment it's pride this is what we mean when we say there's no bad food but there is gay food and brunch iced coffee hummus fruit these are all among it these are all gay uh is there a gay food we missed um, Probably. Why didn't you tell us? We've literally been asking well, for input for, come for on. weeks. What's your problem, folks? You're not going to tell me that Toby has a gay food that he likes? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can always tell us if there's one. Do you have a nice gay food experience you want to tell us? Um, you can tell us. Yeah. It can be sexy. We just might not share all the details um, on the podcast. Yeah. We, uh, food can be gay. Happy Pride. Thanks so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation? Hit us up on the socials at No Bad Food Pod and individually at Teffer Bear and at Tom Zalatni. It's the perfect way for you to join the, the conversation. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> <laughs> If you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod to donate. For as little as $1 a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Gab, Thomas, Anne, Erica, Andrew, Chantal, David, Mallory, Sarah, Nell, Caroline, and Rachel. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So if you want us to do a whole episode about iced coffee give us a dollar you want us to do a whole episode about hummus give us a dollar you want us to do a whole episode about peach give us a dollar you know john ralphio and his sister 
Yeah. We're the worst version of that. <laughs> um, can I tell a story in the middle of our outro? Patreon.com slash no bad food pod. Make it happen. Yes. Um, the other day, Tom and I were sitting at the dining table. We were each working on individual things and we were scatting as we do uh, when we're just sitting around not really doing anything. Um, either scatting or like singing like Phantom of the Opera or whatever. But we were yeah. scatting in this particular time and harmonizing. And it was great. And uh, we're just sitting there boop, boop, doing our thing. And then after, I don't know, fairly long time, maybe like five minutes of yeah. this, we hear Toby just like. <laughs> stomp into the room like he's just glaring at us with this like unbelievable like he just like cannot comprehend what's happening yeah and he just goes no (laughs) yeah anyway our kids kids love us if you love us give us money at patreon.com uh we also have as previously mentioned merch. merch you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our friends over at pod cavern get yourself an ice cream mug do it and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend our theme music is by zach jack black snack attack ingles and our cover art is by david peaches 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 flam you can find links for both of them in the description of this episode and last but not least this show is produced by Tom Zalatni. That's me. And Tepper Jemian. That's you. And edited by Tom Zalatni. That's me. As part of the Podcavern Network. That's gay. You can find it. Gotcha. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at www.podcavern.com. See you next week. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes No Bad Food is a proud member of the Podcavern Network. For more great shows like this one, head to podcavern.com. Hey there, I'm David. I'm Tess. I'm Giovanni. And I'm Greg. And we're Left Trigger, Right Trigger, your video game book club. Each episode, we pick a topic, and each of us brings a video game that we think best fits that topic. Tune into the show to find out how Super Mario Land is all about travel. Or how Bloodborne is a game about sacrifice. Or how SimCity... He's actually a conspiracy to mine data about human infrastructure. No, we have to stop with this. We're doing a pro- it's a promo. Please stop. Intrigued? A little scared? Us too. Make sure to catch us every other Tuesday on your favorite Podcatcher app. See you there. Have you ever seen those lists on the internet that's like top five sandwich toppings, top five movies of the year, top five celebrities who have a very punchable face? You know what I'm talking about. The point is, all these lists drive us crazy because we have no idea who made them and how they even narrowed down their top five list. That's where my podcast comes in. My name is Tung La and I am the host of Ranked. Top 5 lists of stuff that don't matter. In every episode, with the help of a motley crew of self-proclaimed experts, we debate, battle, and work together, showing you the entire process of how we got there. To create a top 5 list of any and every topic we can think of, like top 5 brunch menu items, top 5 fictional dogs, top 5 90s songs, top 5 Steve's? The list goes on and on, and we 
we will not rest till we rank basically everything. So join us every second Thursday in the pod cavern for ranked top five lists of stuff that don't matter. Top five, top five, top five.